0: I'm your host Jerica, and welcome to She Has a Name Too, the show where we discuss the individuality of moms. Motherhood is an honorable and full-time job, but between the dishes and diapers lies a woman with her own hopes and dreams. Here we discuss the woman behind her title mother. Amelia is a wife, a new mom, and a board game creator and enthusiast. After coming out of postpartum depression, she decided she wanted to feel more like her old self. Listen in as she describes how she balances it all and who she is behind her title mother. Amelia, can you introduce yourself? Who are you? My name's Amelia Harrington. I am um, currently a
1: stay-at-home mom to a cute little one-year-old girl. Uh, she keeps me very busy, so that's pretty much my day job at this moment. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in marriage and family studies. From BYU Idaho. As um, that right now, my husband and I are living in Rexburg as he finishes up his studies too. Um, I like to do. I have a couple of different hobbies, but they're all kind of creative based. So, like, I like doing crafts. Uh, specifically, I like doing like floral or or sewing or even paper crafts like scrapbooking although the scrapbooking doesn't happen nearly as often as like the floral and sewing side of things. Um, And then I also like playing video games. Uh, Right now, Animal Crossing is the day-to-day go-to. And of course, the biggest hobby of mine is board games, whether it's it's playing or, or designing them.
0: So that's... That's pretty much me in a nutshell. Can you tell us what got you interested in creating board games? Yeah. So I journeyed
1: into the board game hobby about four years ago when I had my first game night with uh, the lovely Denisons and the, the Davises. Uh, and that got me, they got me hooked. I'm glad we got you hooked. <laughs> Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's a great intro game. So from there, my collection grew. And for those who, who don't know me, which is... Most of you, I am a very analytical thinker, a very detail-oriented. So I like to kind of analyze, you know, data points and being able to to connect things. And I found myself coming up with ideas of games that I wanted to play, but that don't exist. And so I was thankfully able to kind of kickstart my way into designing by you know coming up with some mechanics that ended up working really well with the the theme of the game and then you know from there it just just flew off and we're still still working
0: on on board games to this day. So what was the um what was like the first game that you kind of changed to f- fit what you wanted to play?
1: All right, so it's kind of a two part. So one game is kind of the idea but then the other game, I've actually got mechanics behind. So, the very first game that got me thinking was these characters um, who, they're these two little kids, and they end up finding this dimensional portal. And as they go through the portal, they discover themselves in different lands, right? And each land, you know, they had to figure out how they could get to the next point. And each, each land that they had was themed around something. At the time, it was like different art styles. You know, maybe one land was kind of in the art style of Picasso, or the other, other one was an art style of, you know, similar to like the Starry Night kind of painting. Uh, so that's kind of like where the idea came from, and I was just trying to make mechanics work with it. But that game, it, it didn't work. It works better as a a comic strip idea than
0: it does it as a game for me right now. Sad. That sounds so cool, though. That sounds like kind of like Betrayal, how it's like you choose your own adventure, like something happens to you, and then it's different every time you play it. Right,
1: and that's kind of what I want to go with. The idea kind of stemmed from. You know, Jordan being an illustrator or being in art and wanting to go into illustration. um, And so having that as something that we could kind of do together is where that came from. The other game, Burgle, that's my very first game that I designed. What got me into it was I had this dream about a mechanic. And the mechanic was that you could lock someone's items. So they couldn't use them until they, you know, did X action, which in this case is buying a key to unlock them. Um, And then from that moment, just thinking, all right, how could I put this mechanic, which I think is really neat, into a game? And then that birthed the creation currently known as Burgle. It sounds like you're like meant to do this. I feel like I'm meant to do it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: you know like when things happen in your life for a reason and um you know just going back like your first game night and then really getting into it because you have a bigger collection than we have now and you know and I just like yeah we're still into board games but you have like really taken off and absolutely loved playing board games and then to start, like, having dreams about it and just having these ideas click, that's so cool. Like, it's it's like you were meant to, you know, come up with these things and share your talents with the world.
1: Right. And what's kind of cool, one of my best friends has mentioned it to me before, you know, back when, before we were pregnant um, or even had Evelyn, like, I I came up with the idea of, the dimensional discovery story where the boys, you know, travel through the different dimensions. And it just wasn't working to figure out the mechanics behind it. Like no matter how hard I tried, it never worked. And then we get, you know, Evelyn's, she was about six months old at the time that I started actually designing games or or actually had Burgle kind of come to life. And it wasn't until I had gotten myself to a place where I was able to overcome postpartum depression that I had at the time um, through the help of medication. And with that, it helped me see like how much anxiety had driven uh, my life and my thinking. And so from being able to be free from that, to an extent, of course, um, allowed me to... Be able to experience the more creative side, and to be more free creatively. To then go on to coming up with, you know, I've got ten plus games that are in prototype uh, stage right now. So wow, it's been really neat to to see the progression and and how things have fallen into
0: place. Wow, that's amazing. With postpartum depression, it really. It's something that we can't necessarily control ourselves, right? It's something that we can try really hard, but it's um, it's definitely not easy. It's not like flipping a switch where, oh, it's gone, right? No, not at all. But I think it's amazing that you've come out of that, at least to a certain extent, right? You have a little bit more light in your life. Yes. And that has been able to um, give you the energy... You need and the ideas you need to be able to move forward with things that you love, and I think that's a huge part of what like holds us as moms back from really experiencing our full potential as as women, and not just as moms, but you know, like our full potential to be able to create and um, like serve our communities is that that postpartum depression that can so often just weigh us down. Yeah, I'd like to talk more about that actually in the future, if you'd like. Yeah. Just about like how you came out of that too. You can talk about that after. Mm-hmm. I love that though, that you came out and that like gave you the creative energy that you needed to like really kickstart this thing and and really like get the ball rolling on something that you love. Um, so what is your favorite game to play? With either just you and your husband um, or with a group of people or both. All right. So
1: asking a board game enthusiast or favorite game is like asking a movie enthusiast what their favorite movie is. As my husband would say, it depends on the genre. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) But I had asked my husband what he thought my favorite game was. And he was like, whatever you're playing at the moment. Uh, which, to an extent, it definitely is true. But I think the one that I tell folks the most about is a game called Who Goes There by Certifiable Studios. Um, they're a small small game publisher. So the game, we play it both two-player through an unofficial variant, and then also with friends. Um, and for those wondering what the game's about, it is based off of the novella that the movie the thing is based off of which is who goes there by john campbell and in it you're scientists who are in a lab on antarctica and you're trapped and you're trying to get out so you have to work together it's a a semi co-op game where you have to work together you have to trade items to be able to build tools And those tools are used to help defend yourself against the Arctic. So whether you go outside and you deal with the thing, um, or you got to deal with wolves attacking, or, you know, there's all sorts of events that happen. But um, as you build yourself up, you're trying to gain yourself enough points so that in the, the later rounds, you're able to escape on the helicopter. Throughout the game, though, you have growing paranoia ensue as people can become infected. And you won't know who's infected because all the cards are face down. You you will only know how many infection cards people have, and there's only 12 with one card that's infected, and the rest are empty. So someone may have six infection cards, and you're going to highly suspect them to be infected. But it could be anybody, um, and of course, as you're infected, you know you're the host of the thing, and you have the possibility of infecting others as well. And and everyone's still trying to get on the helicopter and escape. But you don't, if you're human, you don't want to escape with the thing. And if you're the thing, you have to escape with the human. Uh, so it's just a fun little, you know, survival co-op that. I don't know who to trust, but I have to trust you to some extent to be able to get off this, you know, forbidden wasteland. That's probably the most thematic game that I
0: enjoy at the moment. That sounds really cool. That's like all my favorite parts of Betrayal, which apparently I'm going to bring up a lot in this episode because it's like (laughs) one of the I don't know, I guess most complicated games that we have. Yeah, that has, like, all my favorite parts of Betrayal, like the co-op and the kind of, like, suspense of not knowing who is, is like, infected or whatever. So that sounds really cool. Um, I'll put that in the show notes for everyone um, so that they know where to find it um, if if they want to go check it out. Um, So how do you balance motherhood and doing these things that you loved? You know, you talked about, um, we've mostly talked about board games, but sewing or, um, you said scrapbooking doesn't happen as often. Um, but how do you kind of balance your time and manage it all?
1: Yeah. So, um, before I answer that question completely, I want to go and add a little backstory here. Um, so about 6 months in to being a new mom, I kind of noticed that I'd lost myself in just being a mom, right? A mom was my identity. That was like all I identified as was a mother and a wife. Um and it was only, you know, 6 months 6 months in I realized well, I want to be Amelia, too. Like I love being a mother. It's one of my favorite things, and I love my little girl. But at the same time, I was like, I kind of miss, you know, being just me experiencing life just through through my likes and whatnot. Um And so, when it comes to balancing motherhood and doing things I love, I've learned that I have to be mindful about filling my own needs, um, as well as those around me. So, you know, I'm, I'm quick to help my daughter when, you know, she needs to eat lunch or when, when she's not feeling well and whatnot, but I'm not as quick to help myself when I'm not feeling 100% connected to who I am. Um, so what I've kind of done is, when I'm doing activities that I like to do, I'll involve Evelyn. So when I play Animal Crossing in the morning, I have her sit in my lap and you know we'll play together. And she pretends that she has her little controller and is trying to play, or she dances to the music. My other hobby, is we mentioned, board game design. Like that for me has been a huge creative outlet uh, and that's ultimately what I've needed is that outlet. And it's a really nice outlet because I can work on it without physically working on it. It's all in my head. I, I can think on, you know, the processes and, and whatnot and then maybe jot them down. Uh, so it's, it's a really convenient hobby to have in that sense that I can do it anywhere at any point. And if I need to be more hands-on, then I just have Evelyn come and join me and, you know, I'll give her some pieces that I might have worked on that are child safe um, (laughs) while I work on, you know, maybe some other prototypes or maybe I wait till nap time to to get to the more hands-on stuff. Um, But, yeah, just ultimately it's just being mindful of – Remembering that I'm more than just a mother. I'm also a person in my own right. And that as much as needs of my family members are to be met, my own personal needs need to be met as well for me to really thrive as their supporters and their caretakers.
0: That was so well said. I agree one hundred percent. I think it was probably around like the six month mark for me too, where it was like, Oh my gosh, like I want to be me, you know, and it was I really felt like um my mother title was kind of taking over everything in my life. Like I felt like it was even hard to be a wife and um you know, just figure out how to like take care of the whole family including myself, you know? And so yeah, I love how you said that that you need to take care of yourself too um in order to be a good caregiver for everyone else that you do have responsibility over right because it's not you know you're not necessarily like neglecting your baby right but you're being a better mom like you're able to be a better mom because you're taking time for yourself too so i again want to thank you so much for coming on here and um talking about um, who you are behind your title and just how you've been able to get back into the things that you love after having a baby. Um, So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Join the conversation and stay up to date on Instagram and Twitter at She Has a Name Too. She Has a Name Too is a production of Mecco Radio. I, Jerrica Dennison, was your host and was joined by my friend Amelia Harrington. Huge thank you to my husband who entertains our baby while I record. This episode was edited by my brother, Alex Williams. Mecco.